Hey, what's happening? It's Wednesday, November 10th, 2021. This is Behind Enemy Lines. Lots of fun today, lots to talk about. If you looked at the header, you know I'm going to start off with the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Uh, I know a lot of people have, I mean, me included, it's hard to follow these things during the day, live. What's great about social media, some of the few good things, is that we have a number of people on YouTube, like Steven Crowder's great, and other legal analysts that have their own YouTube channels, and they they follow the, these cases live and basically answer questions us non-legal types will have uh, throughout the, the case. Objections, motions, and different interactions, and it blew up today. And, and again, today was not only a great day for Rittenhouse and the defense, but it was the best day. So even when we had a prosecution witness admit that he pointed a gun, this is one gun, uh, Gage, Grosskreutz, we talked about in the last show a couple days ago, uh, that guy completely fell apart under cross-examination when, when the defense did a great job uh, making him admit that, you know, although he was saying he was afraid and feared for his life, since when does someone afraid and fearing for their life approach a dude with an AR-15? And so his it started falling apart from there, and eventually the defense got him to admit that he pointed his handgun at Kyle before Kyle shot. Kyle has corroborated that. He took the stand today. We're going to talk about that and some other news. Let's get right into it. So this was a big day because Rittenhouse, uh, the prosecution had closed their horrifying case. Um, the left is mystified. You, you have to realize, and let's be clear, the typical assholes who got involved in this early and opened their big stupid mouths are the same assholes we've gotten to know over the years that Trump helped expose. Um, keep in mind, Joe Biden, who's now king asshole, I don't care what his issues are. I don't care if he's folksy. He's just an asshole. He always has been. He, he acts that way, and then when he knows he needs to soften his image, he starts bringing up his son who died from cancer or his wife's car accident a few decades ago. He knows how to shift those gears, but overall... He's a giant asshole. And on April 30th, 30th of this year, wearing a crooked mask, the statement's getting replayed, Biden opened his big mouth as president of the United States and said essentially that he hoped the verdict would go the way it needs to go because of overwhelming evidence. And this is the premise that all of our liberal, stupid, fucking moronic friends, and again, when I use that term friends, I mean the absolute opposite. I don't have liberal friends anymore. I used to. They've all lost their goddamn minds. It's beneath me to be around them unless I have to. When I mean have to, it's work-related. And I'm cordial. But don't forget who they are. This is one of, but of all the things that they have weighed in on. And, and this, is a, this has been a worse witch hunt than Russian collusion going after Trump. This is truly what a witch hunt is. During the summer of psychosis, psychotic social justice nonsense, and in the aftermath of the George Floyd hysteria, these people, millions of them around the world, wanted to kill Kyle Rittenhouse. 
And it's not because he shot anybody. Keep in mind, these are the people that hate white males. All three of Kyle's victims were white males. Kyle's a white male as well. So this was really hard for their justice algorithm. But the way the story was presented to them, these were three innocent bystanders out there protesting. Peaceful, right? Amongst a burning, destroyed Kenosha. A broken community getting torn apart. And Kyle and his friend, and I bet they regret it now, went to help. Kyle rendered medical attention, put out fires. They've painted over graffiti. They felt that their community was being attacked. And Kyle went armed. And the only charge that might hold up is a misdemeanor for a minor carrying a deadly weapon. And I, I again, that legality came up a little bit today in court, but it's... It, He's, on, he's got multiple criminal violent murder charges that are the main, that they're the case. That's what the prosecution is going after, and they screwed up because they got on that blue wave and wrote it and thought about the future, their careers, if they could get this conviction. What was exposed today, and there was a lot, but today, thus far, the day Kyle Rittenhouse took the stand, is a day I will remember for the rest of my life because I saw some of his testimony live, but I saw when he broke down a few minutes later. I tried to stay with it. Had some gym time, watched it on the treadmill. And what I heard from when he was cross-examined, so he went through the night's events when the defense, his defense, his lawyer first questioned him. And then this binger, the prosecutor, who's been an absolute disaster, went to cross-examine Kyle in the most snide, condescending way. He just started stepping into it. Now, um, the, the clip you're going to see if you watch a real news outlet is the judge jumping Binger, the prosecutor, because in his questioning, he was admonishing Kyle for not speaking to the cops when he went to the Antioch Police Department. Kyle went to the police when he escaped after shooting people. Let's remind you, one of the killed victims was a convicted child rapist. Zeminski was with Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum, child raper. Zeminski was throwing projectiles at him, and Zeminski and Rosenbaum cornered Kyle. Now, before we get to the judge's admonishment of the prosecutor, Let's talk about what happened when Kyle described being quartered by Rosenbaum and Zeminski. He broke down. And any soulless piece of shit person you know who tries to tell you that his acting and what we saw today wasn't genuine is a sociopath and you need them out of their lives and keep out of your life and keep them away from your kids and your pets. I mean it. Because there's a real sick fucker who doesn't feel bad, one... For being a part of the witch hunt leading up to this trial and two not feeling anything for this young man recount the horror of what happened when he went to help people and he was attacked and he was forced the evidence show now he had no choice dipshit rosenbaum grabbed kyle's rifle to take it away from him game over dude 
And Zeminski was in the process of doing something similar after attacking Kyle. They're dead now. Good riddance. On the record, I want it to be very clear. What I heard today makes me feel not one ounce bad for those two pieces of shit, nor do I feel bad for one gun gauge Grosskreutz. One gun, why? Because Kyle vaporized, pulverized his Nintendo arm bicep. When did Kyle do that? We talked about it Monday. He did it after one gun pointed his actual gun at Kyle. After pretending he was going to be non-threatening, holding his hands up, but Kyle saw the weapon, the firearm, in Gage's hand. And Gage, first of all, watch Gage's testimony. This is a soulless, evil Antifa prick. These are the people we are at war with. These are people, if they corner you, it is fuck, fight, or hold the light. Take them out. They're fighting dirty. They're nasty. They throw urine. They poison people. They've got bear mace, knives, and now guns. Under the guise that he was there to be a medic, that he was an EMT. Pack and heat, pointed his gun at Kyle. Now he's not so good with his left hand. Hopefully, for many reasons, for Gage's sake, I don't give a damn, he's right-handed. But Kyle broke down. It's rough. The judge had to call a recess. He, If you've ever been, and you have, it's so caught up with emotion, and it's guilt. It's not just reliving the fear of the night. It's reliving the fact that he killed two people. And all of us can sit back that who support him, and we can all, so will Kyle, I hope, justify it 100%. And the jury in the court will too. It doesn't matter. He killed two people. They're dead because of him. He feels bad about it. Kyle Rittenhouse is not the sociopath that your granola incense-burning fuckhead friends told you he was. Not at all. Kyle Rittenhouse was a kid. He's still a kid, 18 years old. Old enough to be in the military, and that's about it. Any of you have teenagers, there's nothing magical that happens on their 18th birthday. They become responsible, mature, and all of a sudden have great judgment. This is a kid. And I wasn't sure what happened, but it felt wrong. It didn't seem like it. This is a kid who's a fire department explorer. He talked about it today. Under cross-examination, Binger tried to make that somehow seem like a bad thing. Also, Kyle worked as a lifeguard at a recreation center. I believe that's why he was in Kenosha, because he lives across the state border in Illinois. And the, and the prosecutor, under cross-examination, tried to get into all this legalese and nonsense that went into a lecture to Kyle about his behavior that night after the shooting. And it was the theme was all anti-Second Amendment. The, the dumbass basically put the AR-15 on trial. And let's be, this was what it's all about. Kyle Rittenhouse was supposed to be the conviction, the case, for ending the Second Amendment. They'll never admit that it's what they want, especially the ones in power because they know without a Second Amendment, their asses can still own guns and so can their security. And the liberals amongst us are just afraid. Look how they behave during COVID. They're afraid of guns like anything else they're afraid of because they're ignorant. And so to them, Kyle Rittenhouse must seem like a psycho. He, he owns... He wanted to buy an AR-15. Oh, and the video games came up, guys. How about that? Binger is, and this is desperation. The guy knows that the case he made as a prosecutor was a complete dud. 
whatever career aspirations Binger had, they are fading fast. They are slipping through his well-manicured fingers because there's nothing he's going to be able to parlay this into. This is a huge loss because so far, it looks like a case that should never have been prosecuted. Oh boy, he was under pressure. I can tell you that. The leftist mob, especially last year, they weren't taking any prisoners. And it wasn't, it's never about justice. We need to call them out when they talk about justice. When they use that word, it's just a word to reinforce what they want to have happen. It's never really justice. Social, reproductive, or otherwise. They'll throw any word in front of it because they want it to basically be an automatic card that paints anyone who disagrees with what they're about to say to be a racist, bigot, or homophobe, or worse. Justice, justice, justice. And here we are. A absolute corrupt justice system. We've seen numerous examples. And this actually went and is going to be in the hands of 12 random people who if any of them are parents or have a soul, this is a no-brainer. And honestly, that shouldn't really matter. No laws were broken regarding the shooting. The left is so now afraid of people learning about who this case was trying to get justice for. A convicted child rapist and two just general pieces of shit. White males, three of them. It probably is what save is going to save Kyle Rittenhouse because it would be a totally different kind of pressure on the jury. And as sequestered as they may be, whatever they're directed to read or not read, they feel it. And it's sad to say that if one of the guys was LGBTQRYZ or black or brown or a minority, regardless of what they did to Kyle, this would be a totally different case. We would be told that any question, any kind of comment in defense of Kyle Rittenhouse and what he did is racist or homophobic or both. Because you know if they could score a black lesbian as a victim, well, then we can't say anything, especially if we're white. God forbid. They're dangerous. This, these are dangerous people. Millions of them. They live amongst us. They're mentally ill. They've become lunatics. During the Trump era, it put them over the edge. They see Donald Trump. This is Donald Trump to them on the stand. It could be you or me. It doesn't matter what your name is. Because everybody saw Kyle Rittenhouse is a Trump supporter. We all, they could, they'll assume it right away because he's a young white male who likes guns. And he had some stupid social media title for his TikTok account. Because that's different, right? I mean, most of our teenagers that we know or have as kids are super smart and thoughtful about their titles and names and how they portray themselves on social media. And Kyle's got something on there that's about not trying to be famous, but I don't know. And so piece of shit Binger was trying to make that into a thing today. And he attacked him and the judge shut it down. The judge had to send the jury away into quarters, into the library, as he said, twice. And the second time I got to see live, and it was absolute gold. It came after the prosecutor, Binger, went after Kyle Rittenhouse about not talking to the police. Hello, that is our Fifth Amendment right, you dumbass. And the judge 
went berserk as soon as the jury was gone and the door closed. He also added that the entire line of questioning was probably going to get tossed, but that it was maybe relevant. And I understand what he said. It's hard for me to repeat in a coherent way, but that the line of questioning would maybe lead to something, which it didn't. And then the prosecution was also admonished to the fact that they strayed into areas that were agreed upon no-goes through motions won by the defense. And there was even one moment where the judge had to aggressively correct the prosecution over when the prosecutor, Binger, quoted the judge and said that you ruled in favor of that motion to open a gate and leave flex. He was about to finish, and the judge said, not for you, for me. This judge is is not taking any bullshit. And FYI, his cell phone went off today in court. The judges did. <laughs> not something he probably likes to have happen, but he got a call, and it was loud. And guess what the ringtone was? Proud to be an American. Proud to be an American by Greenwood, whatever that guy's name is. The song that we all universally across the country were very supportive of after 9-11. That went off. The musical went off. So it doesn't hurt if you're Kyle Rittenhouse. And frankly, if I'm ever on trial for committing a crime, I hope to have a prosecutor like Binger and his team. They have stepped in it. And Kyle's breakdown today is great for the jury to see because it's a step back from all the legalese and shows you that this is a kid with compassion, with feelings, that the prosecutor and all of our friends are trying to paint as some psycho who went out to kill people that day. Again, they want that premise to survive because any of us who dare to carry a weapon, concealed or otherwise, are going to be painted as intending to do harm just by caring, regardless of the environment. And you know them. You've seen them all on social media, and it's time to call them out. I am. For those of you who know me, you're seeing it. I don't care if it's a sensitive subject. Fuck them. Because justice is justice. It doesn't matter what your gender is, what you believe, or the color of your skin. We all deserve it equally. Yes, including white people. And Rittenhouse breaking down today is a smack to the face. And on top of that, where I was going before, is all the leftists want to say, oh, but he shouldn't have been there. He should have stayed home. What about the fucking rioters and looters? Where should they have been? Huh? Kyle should have stayed home, but all the people burning businesses, breaking into ATMs, vandalizing cars, hurting people, they should, have, they should be out. They have more of a right to be on the streets. They're armed too, clearly. One of them traded in a bicep for being woke. He's not smart enough to know how stupid that is yet, but that Gage guy, I hope he's miserable for the rest of his life. I hope t-shirts look weird on him forever because he's a cold, calculating prick. You can see it in his eyes. And he was going to kill Kyle. And he got close, acting like he was a non-threat. And Kyle shot first. One bullet, one bicep. Fair trade. And the way, the way when he was describing, he said something about when my arm was vaporized. Hey, fuck around and find out, kid. 
right? Fuck around and find out. And you did. Gosh, this is incredible. And so where does this go now? Right? I think it's down the toilet for the prosecution. What you saw today was a group of prosecutors throwing a Hail Mary. Going after Kyle is is about now saving their careers. They got to get some kind of conviction. They got to get 12 juries somehow to come together and agree that Kyle is a murderer. I just don't see it. But you know, until that verdict comes down, and what a moment. Because I'll probably remember that one like I remember the O.J. Simpson verdict. Obviously a different <laughs> different story. But I'll, I'll be watching live. I'll make sure I am. Unless I'm up in the air and can't. And even then I'll probably be able to figure out. And guess what I'm going to do when they drop nothing but not guilties? I'm going to spike the ball and verbally teabag the room. And anybody who wants to talk shit and act like I'm wrong for being excited that justice is served and a kid who they tried to destroy for over a year is finally going to be free and a celebrity and loaded. I'm not going to take any shit for celebrating that. Remember, GoFundMe. GoFundMe canceled any money being raised for this young man. Anything. But I know you can go on there and we'll just say different people in much different cases are free to raise money for their funds and otherwise. Kyle Rittenhouse, thank God, had the support of conservative organizations, legal organizations that knew what this case meant, not only to us, but this country. I honestly don't know how to move on from it. I'm so incensed at this that I'm going to struggle And it's okay if we all struggle keeping our mouths shut because I'm openly going to talk about it amongst people. And I'm going to do what I tell everybody to do, ask questions. Because I guarantee you anyone who's against this is just pissed about being wrong and looking stupid and they didn't watch any of the trial. Nothing. Hell, even CNN, they can't dodge this. CNN, Judge Scold's prosecutor for line of questioning. They've got it on there. And the breaking news, judge admonishes, I mean, it was a huge deal. This kind of, this is right out of a movie, right? This is right out of a few good men. The judge yelling at the prosecutor in this man. And the prosecutor had a lot of guts, a lot of nerve, asking not to be interrupted by the judge. You can see this judge sitting there quietly, seething. And I don't know what library, what room the jurors were sent to. There's no way they didn't hear the judge yell. And one legal analyst on Fox made a great point. She said, although the jury's not going to hear it, supposed to hear it, they know where the meeting went. They were asked to leave. They come back. Binger had to totally abandon his line of questioning that had been objected to numerous times by the defense. So the jury knows. They picked up on it. Everybody watching knows that the the judge called and asked the jury, jurors to leave because... Because the prosecutor was floundering and fumbling. So what happens now, right? I don't know what the defense plans to do. Uh, I hope, based on what I saw, I I urge you to watch. It's online now. Fox, you can see it. CNN won't show it. I, I might wander over to MSNBC, but I doubt they talk about it. 
because this is a lost, this was a cause for them. This was nothing to do with justice or finding out if Kyle or anyone was guilty of anything. This was a true witch hunt. And that, you know, Trump used that term a lot. People use it a lot. It's like the word awesome. Terms that are overused lose their effect. But I mean in every sense of the word, this, what has happened to Kyle was Salem-level witch hunt and witch trials. It's disgusting. And I'll never, I'll never have a relationship with anyone moving on who, one, wanted to hang this kid early and isn't apologetic, and two, or two, anyone afterwards that tries to tell me the jury or someone got it wrong, and I'm being super positive and I want good vibes when I talk about how this is going to come back not guilty. I can't see the judge or the, you know, after what Kyle's done, time served, this misdemeanor gun charge, which he committed as a minor, apparently owning this type of weapon or carrying this type of weapon as a 17-year-old, wouldn't be on his record now anyway, now that he's turned 18. So I don't know, um, I don't know what happens with that stupid charge, but Kyle's life has been ruined for 14 or 15 months. I hope he has people he can sue. He's going to be he's going to be the darling of our team, the right wing after this. I'm buying t-shirts, I'm getting bumper stickers. It's my next let's go Brandon. Because the image of Kyle rolling through the street, right? The silhouette of him rolling through the street helping people with a rifle will for me become as American as apple pie, right? As baseball. Kyle Rittenhouse will be our heroic figure. And I expect everyone on our side, let's be real, we have two sides here, to not shy away from defending him and asking the questions and exposing people for what they don't know or what they don't want to know about this case and how pathetic it was. Um, this is interesting. And I want to close with this because I'm going to give somebody credit. And this is an extreme leftist. If you've heard of the Young Turks, the Young Turks, these are the guys, there's a ogre, Omar, Igor, something, the head guy has, he's a, these are massive liberals and they got a YouTube show. And at best, it's like the most popular leftist YouTube social media show. And it barely has any viewers, but they're big. They've been around watching their election coverage when Trump won in 2016 became its own meme. And there's a young gal, Anna Kasparian, on the show. She's way left. And she is the perfect example of all of these people that should feel shame. Sadly, many won't. Because she's come out. Let's give her credit. She's feeling some shame. And she says, I was wrong. And she said that she is sorry. Because as Lauren Chen asks on Twitter, did she just not bother to look up the case before commenting on it? She did not because she wanted this to be something. She needed it to be just like they did with Russian collusion. And that is falling apart. And I want to make a quick comment on that as we transition away from Kyle. This investigation by Durham is going to do one thing and not the other. Let's talk about what it's not going to do. In my estimation, based on really smart people like Andy McCarthy, who's shared, who's followed this, who's deep in it, good conservative, 
and he's great at speaking to the truth, regardless of where it takes him or people who follow him. And McCarthy said, and I agree looking at this, that it's not likely Durham's going to come out with evidence to show some high-level conspiracy involving, involving Clinton or Obama or anyone in that administration directly regarding Fusion GPS, the Steele dossier, and all of the nonsense that was followed up on as if it was real evidence, as if it was corroborated, when at the time they knew most of it wasn't and that none of it had been corroborated. So what we're going to find, what Durham is going to do, so let's get back to the positive. What Durham is going to do is expose how the lie by Steele, by Igor Danchenko, the guy that was just arrested, and others, how that fabrication was essentially romanticized and built to be truth and run with by the media and by members of Congress like Adam Schiff, pencil neck congressman from California. He's the guy that famously said, because he sits on the Judiciary Committee in the House, that he's seen the evidence. I mean, you can look it up, that he's seen the evidence. And it's an absolute disaster. And think about this. He, he lied, right? He leveraged his position as a senior member of the House of Representatives on one of the most powerful committees, the Judicial Committee, especially at the time when the Russian collusion investigation was taking off. And Adam Schiff is now totally exposed as one of the dummies. He, he's completely discredited. And The View has somebody on there. I don't know if she's a temporary guest. I don't know where this person come, came from. Her name is Morgan Ortegas, and she just interviewed. She basically interrogated Adam Schiff on The View. It's a great clip. And he took issue with what she said while he was trying to answer. But she called him out as being a total disgrace. And here Schiff's even saying, oh, if anybody lied, they should go to jail. Okay, then if they do and they're convicted, those are the lies and they were part of the report, the dossier, that you ran with and said proved Russian collusion. It's a total mess. The bank connections have been proven to be bogus. It's a nightmare for the left. And Durham's not done. He's going to put together all of the conspirators that made sure the Steele dossier was used as a serious piece of evidence which it never was. And good for Ortagas, Ortagas, Morgan Ortagas. Um, she, she apparently, so she's a former State Department spokesperson. And she slammed Schiff for spreading Russian disinformation when she appeared on Fox News. She confronted Schiff directly on Tuesday over his role in promoting the discredited anti-Trump steel dossier when she appeared as a guest co-host on The View. I've got to think the leftist producers of The View, had they just couldn't have known where she was going to go with this. It's a great clip to watch. Um, I mean, she is, they're saying she's previously was a State Department spokesperson during the Trump administration. I cannot believe the gals at The View sat there at the couch and allowed 
Morgan Ortegas to go after Schiff like this. Remember, Schiff's been on there and had his hand held and basically got a massage from these ladies before. This is like his favorite friendly, heroic appearance before the Karens. And Morgan didn't play the role of Karen. And she's an intense looking woman. I can tell you for all the reasons that scare me and excite me at the same time, I would not want her to interrogate me. Or would I? I'm not going to explore that any further. But it's a clip worth watching. It really is. So I don't talk about COVID a lot because I forget about it. But it's kind of fun. It's also sad to see when things go sideways for those of us or our friends who thought that they were doing it better. Remember in the beginning how the United States was the laughing stock that we were we had the most cases and that Europe had it right and they were doing it. Well now, ironically, as travel has been opened up with 33 countries including many from Europe, uh, we're in a different situation. Europe is having another surge. They've got more cases. I still question the effectiveness of the AstraZeneca Oxford vaccine. And I'm concerned because I have friends who work with Asia and people that go to Asia that know that those countries, a lot of the vaccines they're getting are AstraZeneca. That was like the first one, I believe. So all kind of came out around the same. And that's the two shots that the UK got. They got a lot of people in the hospital that are vaccinated. There's something missing here. And um, Europe is now looking at another lockdown situation in some of these smaller areas. Um, I know Ireland's having a rough go at it, right? And so I don't want to spike the ball in their faces unless they were dicks about it last year. So if you know someone from Europe or you saw them on social media talking smack about the United States, they clearly haven't learned their lesson in the 250 plus odd years, right? Since, you know, we handed it to them and UK and everybody, whoever's tried to touch it, right? From overseas or from here. You ain't got none, right? It's been backhand after backhand, open hand when we want to. So they love talking trash. They love, oh, we're better, we're better. Not so much. Now it's two different worlds. CNN had to write about it. CNN had to write about it. And now Europe is is the epicenter of the COVID, COVID pandemic once again. They have fallen right back into the same trap. Infections are rising in most of the countries that make up the Schengen area, the 26-country block, where entry rules to the U.S. have been relaxed. Travelers from the U.K. and Ireland were also included in the American. So, hey, I mean, people are coming, but from what I understand, they got to be vaccinated and they got to have a negative COVID test. So why is CNN so afraid in this article? There's this tone that, oh, my God, we're letting them come here. But they've got the vaccines. They're tested. Either that matters or it doesn't. Same bullshit. Same old thing. Um, and I don't know... I don't know why they continue. I mean, keep us updated. There's more cases. Great. Is this ever going away? Maybe, but probably not for a year or two. This will be like an endemic, something that we live with. It'll probably be part of an annual like flu shot if you get those. Who knows? We just got to hope that some variant doesn't occur or is made up or amplified to keep us under wraps because it's not been about the virus for a long time masks, vaccines, or otherwise. And is anyone else sick 
of looking up at monitors at the airport or at the gym or anywhere you're forced to watch cable news, especially CNN or MSNBC or even local networks. And I got to watch a child with a mask getting a shot. I'm, I'm, I don't like it ever. But especially under a spotlight with a brand new vaccine that I'm sorry wasn't tested long enough on kids and some had adverse events. But you got like kindergarten age kids now with their psycho parents. These are, the, these are people whose kids are accessories, right? That's, who, that's what we're dealing with. Now, it's not the same accessory kid that always dressed up in the perfect plaid and the Burberry and, you know, mommy or daddy would walk them along in their little coats and it was just perfect for the family photos. Those were the beautiful people, the BP accessory kids. We know people with them, right? It's not about a family. It's not about any, It's like, oh, we, we need to kind of round it out. The dog's not doing enough. Now we have accessories for social justice, right? For activism, right? That's where critical race theory and all of these nutcase books in schools are geared to do, right? They're, they're basically called raising an activist, right? That's the whole theme. They want, them, they want them violent and stupid early and uninformed but passionate. Well, now they're lining them up under, I mean, imagine these kids, it sucks getting a shot when you're six. I don't, I can't imagine. There's something wrong with a child who doesn't have any feeling whatsoever towards having a needle jammed into their skin and into their muscle. No kid likes it. They all react differently. And I've had to see all those different reactions on TVs nonstop for like five days. And what kind of nutcase wants their kid filmed getting a shot? It's all about them. We know these parents. It has nothing to do with their kid getting vaccinated. It's just their new flex. It's their new flex, like wearing a mask all the time and outdoors. Or having their social media freaking profile changed to, I got vaccinated. That's not an accomplishment. Especially if you're an adult, all you had to do was stand still and write your fucking name. And you had to do it maybe twice. And I'm supposed to look up to you. I did it. Right after I went to the gym. Or maybe I went to the gym after. I think I grocery shopped and got it on the way out. Like, hey, need wet wipes? Yeah, I do. Out of trash bags? You know, the things I usually forget. Deodorant? What else? Sour cream? Always forget that. And then vaccine. Yeah, I get it. That was it. Right? No, for them, it's like it's like they got to the highest peak of their lives. This is it. I got vaccinated. Everybody, you must know. And guess what? My child's vaccinated too. You can watch. No rewind. See it. See how brave she is. This kid has no idea. Yes, I want to be vaccinated, mom. Why do you think that is? Kids projecting. Whatever whatever the hell psychiatrist or psychologist would say. I think I'm right. Maybe I am. I don't care. We know what it is. It's odd. It's uncomfortable. Why are we televising it? Poor kids. Masks. You had a leftist today post about how hard it's been for multilingual students in school. No shit. You imagine English being your second or third or whatever language, not your first, and you're in a classroom somewhere in LA, some private school, who knows where you ended up, Whiteyville, USA. And your teacher and everybody's wearing a mask while you're trying to understand what the hell they're saying? 
And they're sitting around condescending you. Oh, I know this is hard for you. Bitch, take the mask off. I'll understand you better. My God, wouldn't it be great if some kid from Mexico said that? Ay, chingada, and just fucking yelled at her. Take the mask off. I don't understand what you're saying, gringa. But no, they're walking. I see pictures like, oh, it's so hard. And every picture's got kids with masks on and this teacher with a mask on. Everybody's masked. And if, gosh, it must be hard. First, it's good that they're in school, but what good is it? They can't see your lips move. And someone else brought a great point I heard on the radio. When's the last time a child has seen an affirming smile from a teacher in any of these schools? In states like Texas, they have. But in California, these kids don't see it. That means a lot. This is not a little thing. And they're out there acting like they didn't cause the problem. It's another example how they never advocate for the people they claim to advocate for. They advocate for their own comfort and their own feelings. Nothing more. I can tell I'm a little mad today. The the Rittenhouse thing got me charged up big time. I mean big time. Beyond, Beyond recovery. So... I'll, I'll move on. Man, it's, um, it's been rough to watch. If you watched it, you saw Kyle today, you know. And then you see these other stories. They're written by the people that wanted to hang the kid. This has gone way beyond, way beyond disagreement for me. There's nothing civil about it. It, it never will be. And it's difficult being around these people because... At times I am for various reasons. Now, fortunately, none of the liberals I'm around talk about any of these issues. And I'm not going to until they bait me. Um, Speaking of liberal hacks, Brian Williams is leaving MSNBC. You know, it's interesting. Um, You know a leftist media outlet when they say Brian Williams says he's leaving NBC News at the end of the year. Brian Williams has not been associated with the network NBC News for a few years now because Brian Williams is a liar, liar, pants on fire. If you recall, he got caught big time lying about being, was it in a a helicopter um, and while it was being shot at. Uh, It's interesting because... This has nothing to do with Williams wanting to spend time with family. His contract is up next month, end of this year. NBC is hemorrhaging money. MSNBC is the worst performer on cable news, which is awesome. When Williams embarrassed himself, he was the man. He was the evening guy at NBC. The vaunted position, right? The Tom Brokaw. And he blew it right? He repeatedly lied about taking fire on a helicopter in Iraq. He also lied about bodies, dead bodies floating past his New Orleans hotel room during Katrina. Gateway Pundit has him documented lying about stories 11 times, but the big one that they couldn't cover for, that NBC nor any leftist could, was when Williams completely lied about getting shot at. Something Hillary Clinton kind of did once too. So because liberals don't do anything to their failures. They didn't promote him. They just demoted him. They didn't fire him. No, no, no. Like Dan Rather had to step down when he lied about the George Bush. Um, was it 
evaluation and flight hours or something. I mean, it's totally made up. And uh, Rather didn't do any any work. He was too excited about it. It was going to be an October surprise, and it blew up in his face. He, he's been at Spectrum News a little bit, and he's blue-checked on Twitter. That That's his legacy. Same with Brian Williams. MSNBC was no place that could save him. No one watches. No one cares. Um, it tells you how sad MSNBC that, it could, that a lying journalist could have a job there. That's how it's not a priority. Well, they're losing. Everybody's losing money over there. Whatever, whatever Williams bloated. I'm sure his contract was the same when he signed on. I don't know if he had an extension, but when he was the NBC guy, you're the evening anchor, the main dude. For NBC Nightly News, you're getting paid more than anybody there at the in the news organization, not not the actors at Thirty Rock like Alec Baldwin, One Gun Baldwin. But yeah, they're not renewing it. So Williams, he's leaving. Yeah, it's, they're giving him some dignity. They weren't gonna they weren't gonna sign him on to be the most overpaid guy in cable news, right? Because if results matter, and they do to liberals when it comes to this stuff, ratings matter to them. They couldn't justify it. They gave him a soft landing rather than just firing him and having him do nothing because they would have probably still had to pay him, I think. He didn't commit a crime. So he finished out at MSNBC. Now he's leaving. Good riddance. Bye. Leave. Um, now, of course, to finish on COVID, you probably followed the vaccine mandate, the national one that the Biden administration wants to roll out in January. Of course, he's not mandating anybody like he said he wouldn't a few months back. No, no, he's just mandating private businesses with 100 employees or more, which has got to be most of what people work for. Well, hey, it's the United States of America. There's three branches to government and the judicial being one of them. Guess what, Joe? You're not a monarch, you jerk. And it's been challenged in court. And there's been a court-ordered pause to any of these mandates. Well, guess what? Biden administration is just pressing through anyway. They don't care. They don't care. We are seeing the ultimate in liberalism, right? Kyle Rittenhouse, but he's being proved innocent. They don't care. Um, a judge, federal judge said you can't pursue this. What he says is unconstitutional mandate, Joe. We don't care. They don't care. Why don't they care? Because they know better than we do, right? All you simpletons. Huh? You deplorables. It's funny. We all, we don't, we like being, they, the one thing they've never figured out is that we like it. We like it when they talk us down, when they speak down to us, when they say we're unsophisticated or we're deplorable. Coming from them, it's a compliment. It always will be, right? It always will be. Um, if you if you don't feel safe, by the way, if your military leadership has you feeling vulnerable, then turn it off now. Because just so you know, the Pentagon says China and climate change are equally important national security threats. Now, we've heard this before. They just had some BS summit in Scotland where China and Russia, world's largest polluters, declined to attend. And good old John Kirby of Afghanistan screw-up fame got back in front of the mic. And Kirby's comments about climate change and China being equally as dangerous 
come just one day after Nancy Pelosi conceded that the U.S. military is a larger polluter than 140 countries combined. Fucking A right. We got to pollute sometimes, Nancy. That's freedom pollution. What do you, what do you think a Humvee is going to run on? Do you know what JP8 fuel is? Right? That's the sound of freedom when you hear an F-22 roar by. It ain't running on a battery. So yeah, we pollute a bit. Sure beats being communist. But apparently, the fossil fuel craze insanity is going for at least the time being until a Republican takes over, going to be pushed upon the military as they look to transition to an all-fossil-fuel-reliant vehicles, or they transition away from those, to hybrid and fully electric vehicles. I mean, maybe one day, good luck. I want to see what battery runs a tank, right? I want to see what battery flies a C5, They're nuts, and they're in charge right now. Our fear is good. It keeps us aware. Keep watching the Rittenhouse trial. I I imagine we're about a week away from a verdict. And I, I, again, I am certain they're going to acquit him based on what I've seen, based on what I'm reading, based on every legal analysis. So let's say some prayers for him. When I saw him break down today, it truly, I truly internalized as best I could what he's gone through, what he must have felt that night and what he's going to live with for the rest of his life. Thanks so much for listening. Um, I got emotional. I got pretty upset. I know I got loud. Luckily, there's nobody home right now except the dog who's probably cowering in a corner somewhere. Say a prayer for her too. God bless. Thanks again for listening. I'll be back at least once, if not twice this week. We will talk to you soon. Thank you.